join us for the Black Men Building Wealth Virtual Conference, February 29th, 2020, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., featuring Charles Oglesby, Andre Hatchett, Jillian Gordon, Brian Robinson, Brandon Thomas, Oge Madu, Gene Holloman, Lamont Woods, Jay Morrison, Torrance Reed, Byron Sellers, Henry Washington, Brian Thomas, Xavier Miller, Chris Senegal, Jeremy Johnson, and more. Topics covered will include marriage, personal finance, debt pay-down strategies, tech and investing, mobile home real estate investing, tax strategies, and more. All proceeds will be donated to the Bless a Black Man Foundation. It's the Black Man Building Wealth Virtual Conference. It's lit. Episode 36. Yes. yes. Here we go. Are we on the air, sugar? You're listening to Tweet Talk. Yes. A Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. Now it's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Time Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. It's lit episode Jerome Bettis. Oh. I'm starting to, starting to Google these things ahead of time instead of just like, <laughs> you know who also was episode 36? Shaquille O'Neal on the Celtics. I bet you didn't know that. Ah, yeah, but that's how I wasn't paying attention. Right. He was washed up, super washed up. They got that picture of Shaq with the, the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple jerseys. He got bounced around. Yeah, and he was – Stay the Laker, man. I hate, I hate when stuff hap- like, happens like that. I hate when the people, players let ego split them up. Yeah, man. It's lame. So, it is lame. They, they could have been a super dynasty. Right. You know, you had a tweet a while back said, folks think they got to be CEO all the damn time. Being corporate counsel is a good look, fam. Being the director of ops is a good look. Just be a part of a winning team. Man, everybody wants their own ship these days. Everybody wants their own ship. So it's like you see somebody and they're like, well, damn, I need a podcast now. Or damn, I need to start doing this. Or I need to start doing that. And it's always frustrating to me because like immigrants know this and they realize like a business isn't just a job alternative. Like I keep saying, I was talking to my mom and she pointed out that her job, because it's tax season, they bring certain things up to the job. And so this time they brought like a coffee truck. (laughs) And so the coffee shop was a, 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 it was a coffee truck. It was like a family run business. You had the parents running the business and you had the kids helping run the business. And I was like, your kids can't show up to your job and help you run your job. but they can show up to your business and they can help you run your business. And that free labor is going to help you grow your business. But that free labor is also going to return and take care of the kids because now mom and dad are making six figures, making multiple six figures. And so your time and your talent and your energy is worth more than what your job pays you. I also say that your time and your talent is an investment because like we said before, like the foundation of wealth is labor. Therefore, your labor is an investment. If you don't have cash, you have labor. And so everybody will say, oh, well, I can't start a bit. Everybody can't start a business. Everybody doesn't get Jeff Bezos money. Well, you can also have Jeff Bezos hustle because he was a hustler. And you can also um, leverage your friends and your family. And the thing is, is like everybody wants to live well. If you go to these areas in Orange County, everybody's not the boss. It's a lot of people who just like my, and when I was in grad school, we had somebody who he was, he had a great house out by the beach. 
and he was like the chief technological officer or chief what i forget what it's called but basically he like handled all the information systems within that corporation so large corporations bill bong vans really like well-known companies and all he did was he was a person who took care of the technology in that company made multiple six figures probably made a million dollars a year and so my point is that we would all go further if we work together to build one company as opposed to everybody trying to be the own CEO of their own little failing company. And they should probably follow the first movers, which tends to happen to be me a lot of times. And so, <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I'm gonna make sure that everybody gets paid and everybody eats. Like that's my responsibility is to make sure everybody eats and eats well. So I don't want to just, like I said before, I don't want to be the only person who's winning. That's stupid. I do stuff where people have equity and people who do, who work with me, tend to also be an owner. I'm not over here like, oh, I'm the boss and you peasant, you just do whatever you do. Like, not like everything that I do is equal partnership of some form or some capacity. And I think that that's the way it should be. And that's the way we could grow our companies and our businesses because it's bigger than just like getting paid. Uh. No, hold on one last thing. I was talking to my dad this morning and he was telling me about some people he knew that bought a trailer park. And it was a Hispanic group of people that bought a trailer park. And he was telling me that they bought it from like a Caucasian individual, but he was saying like how now the new owners kind of give breaks to the Hispanic families and that they're not as hard cutting as the Caucasian people were. And he also said that when the Hispanics came in, they put all their people in that front office. So not everybody in there has jobs. So that's multiple levels of success, right? It's not just, oh, I'm the owner of the park, I'm rich. It's, oh, also, I got a whole bunch of people in here working. Oh, also, I can take care of my people. That is a community. Why don't we grasp that? Why do we always think the point of business is get a bunch of money, be rich, so we can go buy Rolexes? Yeah, there's levels to this thing. Everybody wants to be paid fairly, but we have to start a businesses that's going to pay our people fairly. Mm-hmm. And you had a tweet saying, imagine how efficient our black businesses would run if our business grads and MBA grads committed to investing our knowledge and talent in our businesses. Unless in Wall Street and Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just feel like one of the ways that we fall short is we invest all of our energy and effort into building up their businesses and not our own. Um, whether you know it or not, your job is a business. And so you're building up somebody's business. And I'd rather build up my own business than build up another man's business because you're going to be making him rich. But the thing is, is like, Our most talented, our most brightest, we feel like it's the goal is to go run off to Wall Street or run off to Silicon Valley or run off to wherever. And then what happens is people are left with nothing. And so you you have communities that have like I go I go to uh, like the place in Watts and it doesn't have the best and the brightest people in there working. I mean, like no knock against them, but I can tell the difference when they have me there or where they have a guy named Juan handling their social media, or another guy who's college educated who's doing their their graphics and their photography, and you have me who could actually be doing, like actually running the business. We are qualified individuals. Like when you bring in that qualified education to a black business, then it becomes an enterprise. Then it starts to scale, then it starts to grow. Then you get more than one location. And so we feel like for some reason people diminish education. They think, oh, it's just a degree. It's just a piece of paper. No, it's not. It's not just a degree. It's not just a piece of paper. I'm telling you, it's not just a piece of paper. And if we could have people invest their specific 
like, especially after you've gone and you've worked in other people's businesses, if you've gone and you've worked in Wall Street and you've gone and you've worked in these high-end places and you can kind of bring that expertise back to the community, that's what we should be doing. But I feel like they did it on purpose. They knew that we have talent. Everybody's not talented, but some people are talented and they want those talented people. They want the talented 10th for themselves. And so now our talented 10th is over there thinking it's a great thing to be in Wall Street instead of bringing their talents to the community, which is what we do. We bring our talents to the community. I bring my talents to the community. You bring your talents to the community. And that's what it's supposed to be. Not over here, like, because one of the things that frustrates me is when you see those people who are like doctors or financial advisors and they get all this education, and they work for Morgan Stanley, and then they're like handcuffed. They can't say certain things. They can't do certain things. They can't express certain opinions because they have a job. And all that knowledge is being like kept from the community because they have a job. And they can't use their creativity either. They can't create something new. They can't. Like, I think we had somebody on the show and she was talking about how she was doing like a YouTube channel. And they're like, nah, bro. <laughs> we didn't approve of that. Yeah. But like, they can't innovate in the business that they work for. They can't. You got to stay stuck in that function that they, they heard before. You can't. They can't see you moving out of your department. Nothing like that, man. So you said... On one tweet, the kid who started the t-shirt company makes hundreds of thousands. Same kid would get paid minimum wage at McDonald's. Like you said, not a job alternative. Right. It's, 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 it just is what it is, man. I just need people to see that. And I think people are starting to see that. And they're Mm -hmm. starting to realize like your wealth is in your business. The crazy thing that I've seen is I've been running a lot of ads lately. And so an ad might cost you a hundred bucks. It might cost you 50 bucks, it might cost you 40 bucks, but the ROI on an ad is nuts. You could run a hundred dollar ad and make $5,000. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane. This podcast is brought to you in part by investatheteam.com. We have created the official merch of generational wealth. You have to shift your mindset from employee to you can't fire me the boss always remember no sacrifice no reward hood estates exclusive collection available at invest now back to the world's greatest podcast um so that's just one thing i've realized but i just i think that we have our, our energy and our effort in the wrong fo- uh, wrong places and that we think that the goal is just to get a get a good job and like we said, a job is just slavery. I was, um, I had this revelation this morning and I was thinking about the Dame Dash interview where Dame was saying like, he thinks it's sad that people are on the internet or on radio and they're using their platform to tell people to get jobs. He's like, I just think it's crazy. He's like, like people think this way because you tell them to think that way. Mm. And what I was realizing is like Dame Dash was basically saying slavery is a choice. And Kanye got so much ridicule for that statement, but I think that Kanye and Dame think alike, and they are alike, and that's probably the reason why both of them don't really mess with Jay-Z anymore, because Jay-Z's not a boss, y'all. Jay-Z is a wealthy employee, just like LeBron James is a wealthy employee, just like Michael Jordan is a wealthy employee. Um, so I just I think it's really important because it's, it's not a job alternative, and on the other side of all that money, what happens is who can you put on? Jay-Z makes money for all these companies. And then you see a picture, a title, 
and it's a whole bunch of white folks in the picture. Or Jordan makes a whole bunch of money for Jordan, and then you look at the whole staff at Nike, and it's a whole bunch of white people in the picture. So what's the basis of your wealth? Like, if you're the only person, a wise person once said, around here, we say you broke if everybody is broke except for you. So mm-hmm. if everybody is broke except for the J or except for LeBron, like, you broke, man. It's bigger than just you. Yeah, man. When you said um, the kid of the T-shirt company, are you talking about the Spurgo? Um, mm-hmm. Kid from Spurgo? Oh, okay. I don't know how much money he makes, but I know he's doing well. And he's hustling, and it doesn't even have to be like a brand, right? You can have kids who just start a service company. It's so crazy how easy it is to start a cleaning company. We hired a cleaner. I hired a black cleaner on purpose. And um, I was just talking to her. I was telling her, um, we, we kind of had a connection because she said that he, she started her business because she was working at Enterprise and they wouldn't give her the time off to raise her kid. And I was like, that's crazy because like these jobs think they can just hold you hostage and tell you what you can and can't do and when you can and can't do it. And entrepreneurship gives you that freedom. And she did it and she started out and she had some, some clients who kind of did her dirty and she like, she had, when she was a business owner, she had some clients who said they needed a cleaning on the weekend of her, her child's birthday. And she ended up losing those clients. And I was like, honestly, I'd rather you have clients that respect you than clients that don't respect you. Just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean every client's for you. Like if they don't rock with you, they got to go. That's the beauty of being able to appeal to billions as opposed to just appealing to one. If I got to cut off 10% of the fat, then we just so be it. Yeah, man, that kid, he's all over, man. He's, he's doing it big. He's got a bunch of rappers out there wearing his stuff. He was talking on some platform with uh, E.T., the hip-hop preacher. I noticed um, lady. He, he launched, um, he has his own underwear now. He added uh, underwear to the line. I think he already had socks. Mm. So now he could dress himself from head to toe in his own brain. Right. But the thing is, he started with, like, one shirt. And I think it's very important for people to know this. Like, there is this big debate on the internet about how... If you're poor and you go out there and you clean up trash or you mow lawns or you paint fences, that even if you did those things, you'd still be poor. And I was saying, like, that's just how you start. You start mm-hmm. doing those things and then you grow it. You become better at it, become more efficient at it. You get more clients that you can handle. You start bringing in people to work under you and then you have a company. But so many people are unwilling to start small. And I told people, I was like, man, I could, my whole life is start small. I start with what I can have and I grow it. Um, when, I, when I used to work at, when I wanted to go to law school, I was working in an accounting firm during the day. And in that same building, there was a law firm. And I used to see the lawyer in the hallway. And I was like, hey, I want to go to law school. Um, my name is Charles, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm, I was wondering if I could intern for you. And I had to figure out, I work a full-time job. When can you intern if you work a full-time job? And so I would intern from like five until seven at night because lawyers work late hours. So I'd go there late at hours. He'd give me work to do. I'd do the work. And it didn't matter what it was. I didn't care. I just want to be in the environment. I want to be in that space. And I did it for free. And now I'm doing what I want to do. I work in a law firm, have a law degree, all that other stuff. That stuff matters. We need people who are willing to do whatever and then grow it. He started off with that shirt and now he's doing crazy stuff. You just need to start with what you have and grow it. Even this podcast. We just started it, just started recording it. How we started out, we were just riding down the street, talking on Anchor. And now yeah. we got Donna the Voice whipping it up. We got sponsors. It's super swaggy. Imagine what it'll look like in six months, a year. 
Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working the job and running multiple businesses. That's right, learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. You just got to start. That's it. Right. Yeah, we started this with my cell phone, man. It's like, that's it. I don't think, I didn't have headphones. I didn't have headphones. I didn't have a microphone. I didn't even have a computer at the time. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Not really. I had an old beat up laptop, but I did it all on the laptop. I mean, on the cell phone, recorded it, edited it all on the cell phone. And then after a while, we had bad audio. We still kept recording. We still kept mm-hmm. going. Still kept putting up content. And people would rock with us. People were like, man, you never had the best audio anyway. That's not, <laughs> what, we, you're not, that's not what we listen to you for, man. But that kid, man, kid's only like, what, 14? Like you said, yeah. he started off with T-shirts. And now he got these sweatsuits that they're selling for like 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it. See, I was like, I might get one of those sets. And he called the Leo. He called the Leo the Leo sweatsuit, man. I was like, man, that's Charles. Charles got to get one of those. Man. Yeah, I just got I just got my Yeezys. I need something swaggy to wear with my Yeezys, man. <laughs> and he and his branding, it went from Spurgle to everything is Spurgle billionaire now on on the yeah. sweatsuits. Like yep. this kid is not thinking small at all, and nope. no kind of fashion. I, man. I I want kids to know that it's not an anomaly. I want them to know that they can do the same. I was out. I was watching. I was at um Olive Garden. I know you're not supposed to go to Olive Garden on Twitter, but I was watching um, the Pelicans play uh, Portland, and I saw Alonzo Ball was hooping. He was dropping dimes to uh, whatever his name. Yeah, yeah, he was dropping dimes to Zion. He was knocking down three-pointers. He's a great basketball player, Mm -hmm. but I wish he was still hooping in his family sneakers because, like, it puts everybody on. Like, he hoops for Nike, I think now. And like all the the only person that benefits from your affiliation with Nike is yourself. You didn't create no jobs. You didn't create no legacy. You didn't create any brand. And I, I just need people to know that the two aren't equal. Getting an endorsement and building your own are not equal. And I don't know how to say it, but what I'm gonna start doing is what Dr. Umar Johnson does, where he repeats the same thing over again. I'm gonna say getting a job and an endorsement and building a business are not equal. They aren't equal. They aren't equal. They're not the same. Yeah, What's next? Now he's just a part of a stable now. Like. Right, right, right. And so, like, the crazy part about it is think about this. Think about if he was the person who started it. He doesn't have to be the person that makes it big. He just has to have ownership. So imagine then they're just out there actually looking for new people to sign. And so yeah. then he has ownership in the new people that get signed. So maybe there's this new up-and-coming baller, and they sign him. Now Lonzo is going to be getting paid from what that new up-and-coming baller is doing. Right. If he had stayed down and just kept going, get the sales up, put it reinvested and just um, develop the shoe, make it better quality. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was sign the right guy, man. But just, look at this. Look, it goes back to what we were talking about before because you said get the right quality. But in the beginning, it's going to suck. Right. Regardless. But you still got to do it. The options course isn't as great as it can be, but it's going to be because I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep tweaking it, keep adding value, keep doing whatever. Because it's still in its infancy stages. So right now I'm letting it go for like 97. But as I continue to beef it up, then I continue to praise the prices up. Like it's not just a one-stop shot. Mm. You got to grow your business. You got to grow your brand. Got to grow all that stuff. 
over time. And so I was actually thinking about it today. I was like, you know, one of the things I don't do on my workshops that I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start editing them. I'm going to mm-hmm. start chopping them up, deleting stuff that's not helpful. So it's going to be way more smooth and, tra- and seamless. I'm going to delete all this, the gaps. But my, my wheels are turning now. And so as I do that, then I can raise my prices. I make even more money. So getting a bunch of feedback, incorporate that into the course, make it even better. Like that's business. Business is iterating and improving and, and growing. If you look at Chris's watches, his first watches were, eh, his new watches are fire. Look, I got one right here. Right. Fire. And I got a bunch of his watches. But like, I wasn't really rocking with the ones before in the beginning. But now I'm like, I got, I got, I got all this stuff. And I love it. It's, it looks great with the suit. Looks great. I wear them all. The, I wear those watches more than I wear my other stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't really want to even really be, be promoting like Movado or all the other watches that I have. It's like I just want to let me just rock a solid watch that means something to my community. Like that's what we should be on that level. Like I don't care if you guys like Fendi, Gucci. I'm a rock Tide Capital. I'm a rock Black Real Estate Dialogue. I'm a rock. You can't fire me, and that's all I'm a rock exclusively. I have no desire to be out there. Even, even Yeezys. I was like, I'm going to rock Yeezys. If I'm going to buy some sneakers, I'm going to buy some, some black-owned sneakers. I hear that. I hear that. Shout out to Invest as a team. Vital Life. You can't fire me, the boss. Um, speaking of that, you had a tweet um, going back to what you were talking about getting into the atmosphere. Not the atmosphere, like the environment. You, you had a tweet saying, hang out where power hangs out. Whole lot of bosses in here getting shined up. I guess you were talking about... Um, you were getting a shoe shine that day or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I think that my my more recent development with that is you got to get around people that earn the kind of money you want to earn. Mm-hmm. Um, before I saw Chris doing numbers like he was doing, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think there was that many people out there that want to buy your stuff. <coughs> and so I think I kind of put a governor on myself. And when I saw him cracking like 40 grand a month or a week, 40 grand in a week, 50 grand in a week. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means it's possible. Like, you got to see what's possible because if you've never seen nobody make 40 grand, 50 grand a week, you think it's not possible, which means you're not going to do the actions that are required to get you to that level. And so when I saw that was possible, I was like, okay, all right, let's do it. And so I just kept pushing, 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 pushing. Um, and I think that's very important. Like, get around people who make the money that you want to make because then what's going to happen is you're going to start doing what they do. When you start doing what they do, you get the actions they get, which means you get the income they get. I think that's very important. Um, but yeah, like I think I've always just kind of enjoyed that that lifestyle. I like being catered to. I like when we were at Fleming's or you go to Tiffany's, you go to all these high-end places and they just treat you very well. I, I, I like being treated like that. Um, but just getting around the right people, man, on purpose, I think it's going to elevate you. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, like it works on so many levels, like. You said um, get around people that make the money you, you want to make. It's like when you run in certain circles, that positive peer pressure. Like even mm-hmm. if they, even if they never tell you, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Even if they, you the broke it, you so broke, and they let you be just be around them and just let you hang out and they don't say anything. Eventually, you say to yourself, man, I gotta, I gotta step my game up because you just feel uncomfortable being the only guy not successful you're the only guy who's not doing this you don't if you're the fat guy and everybody else is going to the gym even if they don't ask you to come you end up going anyway because you just yep. like feel uncomfortable man yep. And, yep. and then there's like you see what's possible 
you saw Chris posting 40,000, 50,000 a week on his gum road and just seeing what's possible. Like when I started seeing um, payments off just the affiliate links from the, the gum road, at first, like that's 15 bucks is like, it does something to you, man. It just motivates you. It's like, man, mm-hmm. I, it's like, man, I could do this. Like I started getting a couple <laughs> of emails, like 50, I don't like, even paying attention to the, 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 the dollar amounts, like. 10, 15, 20, whatever is like a little, little money, but it's like I'm getting them fairly consistently. Right now, it's not every day, but close to it. Right. It's like, man, I can do this. And then I realized the other day, like, um, I haven't been that consistent on Twitter. I haven't been that big on Twitter, like tweeting. I realized the other day, like, I'm starting to get these sales almost every day, but I just, I just passed a few days ago 500 followers, 500 followers. I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, wait a minute, if I get this many sales with just 500 followers, that's it. That says a lot, man. Like, because yeah. I've just been at it every, almost every day. I'm like posting and reposting. I'm posting Todd Capital, infamous CPA. And just, I'm just getting sales, man. You just got to be, you got to keep going at it, man. The power of Twitter is the power of the retweet mm-hmm. and the ability to get on other people's timeline. So, if you have 500 followers, but you get retweeted by somebody who has 40,000 followers, now guess what? You just got exposure to 40,000 people, which is, that's why I love Twitter so much. Those retweets, man, those likes, now it's, it, you have unlimited reach at that point in time. It's more powerful than Instagram in that effect. And so I would rather have a viral product than a viral tweet. Because you can have a product that goes viral as well, where it's just doing numbers and that, that, that product is attached to a viral tweet. So you drop some gems, attach a, a link to it. And then as that tweet's getting spins, your link's getting clicks. And right. so like, that's one thing that I've seen is like, if, if you can go viral on Twitter, your product can go viral and your products go viral, then your money goes viral. Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Get your money going viral. Yeah, man. And the way to do that is like you said on the tweet, push the business like it's everything. Because it's everything. Yeah. It's, it's so everything. And I'll tell you why. Because, well, first and foremost, when I say push it like it's everything, I mean, you just got to be relentless. I put out a tweet that kind of was around that time, and I was talking about how back in the day when I was younger, I would hold back selling. I didn't want to sell. I didn't want to push. I didn't want to come off as annoying or, or whatever. And then when we got pregnant, I was like, I would rather you guys mute me and I still get my sales than not be able to take care of the things I need to take care of for my son. And so, like, that's kind of where I am now. But, like, the business is everything. And the reason why is because that job ain't shit. The job is not going to give you the money that your business will get you. It just doesn't. And it won't ever do that. And I don't really know how to say it any different without using, like, real numbers. But let's say hypothetically that I can get, sure, let's say hypothetically that I can get four sales in an hour. That's 400 bucks in an hour. Mm -hmm. I can make $4,000 in a day that I'm up. There's been days where I wake up and I just hit the ground running and I make $1,000 before it's even eight. This morning, 
before I bought those Yeezys, I'd already gotten like 10 sales because I woke up and I was like, hmm, I'd already woke up to three sales because it was just flipping overnight. And I was like, let's see if I could do some other stuff. So like I reposted what I already tweeted to kind of get that ball rolling again. And I made a thousand dollars. I was like, you know what? I could probably buy some Yeezys. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so like I realized like I have to always be pushing that business. And when I'm working, I don't have the ability to push the business. I was fitting in pushing the business around my work. And so you, you hunker down and you work for the little bit they pay you and then you pull back to push your business. Mm. But the business is going to get you to the point where like you could pay for whatever you need to. You can get your, your whatever taken care of. I, like student loans, people are over here like, oh, my student loans. If you get the right business and the right product, you can pay off those student loans in a week mm. and still have money left over. And so like, you'll never get that from your job because your job, honestly, I think the goal is to exploit you. It is to get as much value out of you as they can and give you very little back. And they do it with a straight face and they do it like they're not taking advantage of you. And you don't realize that until you realize how much money you can make outside of that while you're living your life, while you're going to baby development classes and just making money, pushing the business, promoting the business, getting it everywhere. I'm relentless with it now. I got a pod, I got a commercial on my podcast and I'm actually like, I'm at a point now where I want my ads first. I'm not putting, mm-hmm. I, I love them. I love Erica. I love Hood Estates. I love Terry Joma. But if anybody is taking the front of my podcast, it's me. <laughs> and that's just the way it's going to be because I found out I'm not, I need to be an affiliate for myself before I'm an affiliate for other people because I was an affiliate for Terry Joma and it was okay. I did well. It was about mm, like a thousand to two thousand a month, but that ain't life changing money. That's pay your rent money. When I put mm-hmm. myself at the front, I start making life changing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And for the listeners out there, um, make sure to sign up on on the, on Todd Capital for the upcoming uh, vending machine webinar. You know it's hot, but you're about to drop that real soon. This coming Friday, actually. Am I right, Charles? It's coming Friday. Yeah, it's lit. Yeah, and it's, that's that that passive income that everybody wants to make. Sign up for it. It's uh, ninety seven dollars for the first hundred, and or sales are already going, so you better get them soon. Right, they're because, they're gonna be gone before you know it. People have been jumping on that like crazy. Yeah, so definitely jump on that, and also we definitely gotta remind everybody out there to get your tickets for Batman Building Wealth Conference that's this Saturday coming. It's almost here. Sign up. There will be a replay. Yeah, so if you can't get it live, you can always get it on the replay. Yeah, definitely sign up. And it's just you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. Hold on. We got speakers speakers on everything from life insurance to mobile home investing to um, side hustles, marriage. Everything pertains to wealth building, man. Got to get your tickets. Batman Building Wealth virtual conference on Eventbrite. We'll have links in the show notes, links to Todd Capital and the uh, vending machine webinar. The options trading workshop, that one is moving to. Definitely jump on that. Is that still $97 now, Charles? Yep, $97 while supplies last. You know, get on that while you can. Build your capital up for whatever it is you really, really want to do. You know, everybody said, we don't have the capital to do this. We don't have the capital to do that. Well, you get your capital. Make it happen. Um, anything else you want to leave them with, Charles? Uh, just I appreciate people for tuning in. Hopefully, we brought you guys some value. This episode was a little bit uh, unique. 
I was expecting more current tweets, man. You're taking me back. Yeah, it was still back. I, I was expecting to. I don't know what I was talking about today. Poor people. <laughs> that's all, that's what I was ready to talk about. But it's all good, man. Yeah, man. The one tweet you had. We have a duty to improve our community by doing what we can. If you aren't doing that, you are whack to me. We are doing what we can. Man, if you aren't doing that, you are whack. Um, before we go to kind of uh, add on to that. I posted this tweet and I was talking about like other communities. They don't allow that, man. Like you aren't allowed to just be a leech on society. You aren't allowed to not contribute to add value. to not be out there trying to be the MLK for your community. Like I always say, the Jews aren't waiting for one savior. Each Jewish person thinks as though it's their responsibility to save their community. And I want us to take that same philosophy. I don't want us out here thinking it's the next man's job to save us, thinking it's LeBron's job to save us, thinking it's whomever, because you are just as capable as LeBron. You might actually be more capable than LeBron, but you're out there letting LeBron do all the work, and he can't do all the work. He can't be everywhere. We all need to make sure that we are doing what we can do to improve it. The other thing is, really quick, because somebody had made a post, some girl named Hairweave, and she was talking about how um, I said, like, poor people don't contribute to society. And what I meant by that is that like people always demonize billionaires, but demon billionaires add value to the community. They create things, they make things easier. They make things cheaper. They help people. And so we have a community that's full of issues, but nobody's willing to solve them. Like not realizing that solving them is what's going to create the wealth for your family. So we'd rather look at the issues than actually solve them. Her point was that poor people do add value to the community. She said they, they add value because they allow for the prison industrial complex to exist. They give lawyers jobs, they give police officers jobs. And she said it with a straight face. She literally was like, she couldn't fathom how ignorant that sounded. She was like, if we didn't have poor people, we couldn't have cops and we couldn't have prisons, which then give people jobs. And I was like, this is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Like, so we're supposed to bring up the rear and that's what our job, like poor people's job is supposed to be just go to jail. Like that, that makes no sense to me. And that's the kind of stuff that I deal with on a daily basis in my comments and in my mentions. I ignored her because I think she's an anon. I think she's just, it's really weird. Like she has a picture and it looks like fake. It looks like something she just created. Her name is Hairweave. Um, I don't really have a lot of respect for people who follow me and I don't follow them, but they still talk to me crazy as if I like really give a fuck what they have to say. Because if I cared, I'd follow you. If I don't follow you, I'm probably not going to respond to your mention. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Tommy in there. <laughs> this is Raphael. You can follow me on Twitter at WorkMoneyLife. My partner Charles is at Todd Biddy, T-O-D-D-B-I-L-L-I. Find us on Twitter. My man Charles, he wants all the smoke. You know, come with it. While you're at it, make sure you come to Todd Capital. You know, but my man Charles says business and investing are team sports. Got to get with a group. Got to get a group. Get with a group or start your own group. Do something. Tax season is here. People getting their money back. Get to them before they spend it. Pull those refunds and buy something, man. Mm-hmm. Bring your money back, man. Like, are we going to leave you all with this last tweet from Charles? We have a responsibility to leave this world better, fam. Let's leave it better, fam. So, lit. Our family, Charles, we are out. Holla at you, boy. Yo, this is your boy, Donald the Boys. Donald the Boys. 
And that's right, if you're listening, then you know a little bit of my swag, my production. I'm a voiceover artist, podcast producer, and also a little bit of a creative. And I want to offer you a special offer for this podcast listenership. That's right, head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you need any kind of commercials, promos, or advertisements, that then I'll be sure to hook you up. With prices starting as low as $50 for a fully produced commercial, I'm willing to give you the best value that you can get anywhere. So once again, head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com and I look forward to talking to you. And, and, and now, 